And we're live here on Facebook uh, a little earlier today, about an hour earlier than normal. But uh, we're live, and we want to welcome you uh, to Balls and Six, the podcast. If you're watching on Facebook, or all those in podcast land, uh, as well as um, as uh, those watching on YouTube. Yeah, sorry. Ooh, brain fart for a second. Rich, how you doing? I'm doing good, Mike, out in the elements, as you can see if you're watching the video feed. As, um, I have a out and I'm not somewhere in Iowa this week. This week I'm actually up in the Galena Territory. Well, I'm in Iowa, and uh, technically I'm broadcasting the show. You're just calling in, so I guess the intro is okay. still correct. But okay. Um, but anyway, uh, we have a huge show today, and not a lot of topics. But like, we'll probably still take an hour to, to get through those small amount of topics. Oh, we're going to take more than. It, we we are cutting a few different things just because this is going to be um, massive conversation going on. So be ready, buckle up. We know you, the people, want to talk about this stuff. Uh, this is all over Facebook. All I've been seeing is a lot of the topics that we're talking about today. So let's get into the topics. The topics... Uh, of course, we're going to talk about the trade deadline and everything that happened there. Uh, it both Cubs centric and non Cubs. Yeah, um, a lot of trades went down this year. Yeah, it was a great trade deadline day uh, for news. We'll talk about the impact on the Cubs and non Cubs uh, later on in in this. Um, we might have the NASCAR corner. Rich, what else? I don't think we will. I don't think we will. We'll okay. save that for next week. Because uh, with still no NASCAR race this week or next week, maybe we'll save our NASCAR discussion for next week. But, what, Rich, uh, what but else do we have this week? Well, we're going to touch base on the Olympics, give you an update on the gold medal count, as well as talk about um, Simone Biles opting to uh, sit out of her Olympic events. Uh, as well as maybe some of our favorite stories from week one from the Olympics. Yep. All that and more. But first, Rich, let's roll the intro. Broadcasting live from somewhere in Iowa. This is Balls and Sticks, the podcast with your hosts, Mike and Rich. And we're back. Okay, folks. Last week's poll question. Only two votes. Rich, you voted. I know I voted. That's our two votes. That poll question was over under the U.S. Olympic. Oh, this is gold medals. You. Oh. Gold medals. Oh. 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 Yes. I I went gold medals. You said gold medals. I didn't. I did not read that correctly. So this might be a little more, a little different. I'm going to keep my vote the same. Um, the over/under is 44.5 gold medals for Team USA. Rich, let's let's give them our answers and the poll results. But first, we're going to give you what this week's poll question is. First, 
because the poll we're go- that we did this last week is actually going right into the first topic. So, mm-hmm. this week's poll question uh, deals with the topic we'll be talking about in a little bit. Do you still trust the Cubs organization? We're going to get into that discussion in just a minute. But first, the over-under totals. Uh, we are... Uh, I voted for over. I, I still think they're going to get over, even if it's gold medals. Uh, the U.S. has a great team. Um, let's do it. Rich, how did you vote? Um, I took the under. Okay. So we are tied at one and one. And one. Uh, the tiebreaker is the USA. We don't really have one. We don't yeah, have one. USA. We'll see what the USA does. Uh, right now, speaking of that, we'll get into the medal count. We'll give you the quick medal count. Uh, right now, the U.S. is sitting at 46 overall medals. Tied with China for the most overall medals, China currently mm-hmm. sits in first in gold medals with 21 gold medals. Japan has 17. The U.S. has 16. Mm. So, you know, we're, we still have uh, some work to do, but uh, hopefully we do all right. Um, Rich of... So, so far... What sports have you been the most into? Um, uh, really, we've watched a lot of uh, volleyball. Oh yeah, uh, in both, both beach and beach and indoor on women's and the men's side. It's been kind of interesting to watch. Yep. Uh, badminton. Badminton. It's really kind of fun to watch badminton and table tennis. They're really two that have really surprised me. So badminton. So and and my wife and I have been talking about this. I love the badminton and the table tennis because it's like you and I. We've played badminton, mm-hmm. and we've played pretty decently. Like, it's not a sport that, like, it's not that hard of a sport. Most people can play it fairly well. It doesn't take a lot of work. <laughs> but you watch these guys, and they're like, oh, my goodness. Like, I. it's like watching, it's the difference between playing backyard football and professional football. These guys are nuts with the badminton. Such a such a more high-paced game than I ever thought it was. Love it. Um, mine, I actually watched, I've been watching quite a bit of rugby. Yeah, I did get to watch some rugby yesterday, some women's rugby. We got up a little bit earlier, earlier because even being on vacation, you, you still wake up at the same time you normally do, whether you got on live or not. Yep anymore at our age so we got to watch um back-to-back rugby matches with mm-hmm. uh, i think it was u.s u.s china and um i think it was the next game was the the other quarterfinal game i think it was i don't remember who else played in that game but two rugby matches for on the women's side back to back it was kind of fun to watch yesterday did you get to watch um, any water polo yet yes we have watched some water polo and it was fun. I, I liked it. I think the women's, I think the match we watched last night, the one of the women's players set the all-time record for uh, goals scored in Olympic competition. Yeah, I, it is so exciting to see. Um, our, the women, the, the U.S. women are awesome when it comes to, to uh, water polo. Um, it is hard because they are the heavy favorite. Um so obviously you've watched some gymnastics too, I would guess. 
not live, but we oh. have watched some gymnastics. So the the prime time replay stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Um, I'm not. I a I'm not waking up early enough to actually watch anything like early in the morning, and then the stuff that's on during the day. I'm at work and I. I got work to, I mean, it's been a crazy busy week at work, so I haven't been able to watch it. Um, but, you know, I get home and we watch the highlights or we watch the coverage that's on NBC and stuff like that, and it's kind of nice. Um, I find myself enjoying watching the coverage uh, from NBC and, and their affiliates. Uh, for the most part, I, I do have a complaint about that. Uh, but it's it's nice to have the commentary. It's nice to have the stories. Um, normally, I don't like watching network tv live because uh, mm-hmm. the commercials and all the other nonsense that i don't just don't care about it i don't it's not even i don't even care politically or any of that crap it's just i normally don't like sitting around watching actual live television anymore for the most part i, yeah. I prefer streaming stuff um but it's nice to the watch highlights. the olympics have you at least watched the like the highlight shows 100 like, like the the, yeah, the monotone neutral broadcast oh yeah just gives you like the the quick highlights of what happened in the matches one of my favorite things has been watching the odd events where nbc doesn't have anybody actually covering it so they show uh like the british broadcasts of it um Mm. in particular like shooting the equestrian events um the the uh kayaking has been quite fun too Mm. um so Speaking of uh, the the women's uh, gymnastics, as we were, got to get into this topic. Simone Biles mm-hmm. decides that she needs to sit out most of the team competition and all of the overall individual and all of the. We're still has she withdrawn? All together today for today's stuff, or is that I, still I up in the air? I haven't read that yet. I, I haven't read that yet. I think she she might go to the uneven bars, or the, I think it's the balance beam. I think she still has two events still scheduled that she could compete in if she chooses. She she wouldn't do the floor event or the uh, or the pole or the uh, the pole or the vault. I guess not. Those are her two main events. That would be that would be slightly shocking. Um, so. Overall, um, you know, you got to take care of you. This is, mm-hmm. I'm not, there. there is part of me that says that I remember watching Carrie Struggs knowing she's going to break her ankle, landing her vault, but still doing it. And the intestinal fortitude that it takes to do that and uh, her still doing it. She knew that she had all her ankle had left was one vault left. She lands, she sticks it. Her coach comes up and scoops her. Like she can't even walk off. And I remember watching that. And I remember everybody thinking, how amazing is she? But these girls are young. Exactly. Like they, they talk about Simone Biles being 23 years old and she was known as the veteran of the group. Right. Like, she's at a point where she realizes that she has say in her life, and she needs to take care of herself. So I'm torn with this, because part of me thinks, don't you want 
somebody that's willing to go out and do all of these things. Even, I mean, you're going out representing your country. Don't you want the best of the best that that has the, the wherewithal to be able to take all of this? But then I look and I see that you got to take care of yourself. And apparently uh, some of her medications that she was on are banned in Japan. There was supposed to be an exemption for you Olympic athletes, but she couldn't bring them in through the country through normal means. I, I don't know. I didn't get to, to see all of it. But there's some question on whether or not she's been able to be on some of her medications that she takes for ADD, um, which if you end up having to go off of those medications can do some real devastating stuff to you, like really bad stuff. So either way, I can't be mad at her. She did her favorite. She did what she needs to do. And even if, even if you want to argue that she, her, her not best is better than most best she doesn't want to discredit the organiz- or the, the the Olympics by not being at her best. And I'm okay with that. Yeah, I mean, they, they talked about with the complexity of some of her moves, which are more technically difficult than other people, she, you could get really hurt if you're not, if you're not fully yeah. concentrating on what you're doing up in the air. So would you rather see her withdraw and, and stay that I'm not right mentally or I'm not right so I'm, I'm going to choose not to compete or do you want to see her get hurt and have almost like a life threatening injury on live television yeah did you watch the did you watch the the uh, vault that took her out um I ta- I think I um, I had um, seen like the highlights that and seen the highlights because Amy was watching it I think yeah uh, live that morning but it was so and it was a lot of like that was uncharacteristic of her to of what how she performed. But even beyond that, if you watched her face in the air, she was scared. Like you could see it in her face as they were showing the slow motion stuff that her face she looked scared. Um, as a guy that has ADD, I, I totally get it. Like when you. I have ADD, I have anxiety issues, I have a bunch of issues like this. It's when you're not when you're not when you're medicated and then you're not medicated, you feel like you're not in control of who you are. Life like it just it changes not only like your mental state, but it changes everything. You don't feel like you have control of your even your own body sometimes. So, folks, I get it. Like, if you can't control your body the way that you're used to, you're going to doing going out like this is going to do something dangerous. You're going to hurt yourself. She did the right thing. I would I have loved to have seen her compete. Yeah. Do I think that she could have pushed the U.S. to to a gold? Probably. But not in the not in the capacity she was in right then. Mm-mm. And that's the problem. It wasn't going to change things. 
by the way, silver is still an amazing feat. Let's get over this gold or nothing that the U.S. seems to have. Silver is an amazing feat. So we need to get past this in America that, oh, if it's not gold, it doesn't count. It does. Yeah, I understand that we're expected to win 44 and a half gold medals. Okay. But the fact of the matter is, silver is... St you. That means you are the second best person in the world. And it's not NASCAR. You're not... It's not your first or your last. It's you are the second best person in the world. Be proud of that. Rich, what do you got to say about all this? Yeah, it, it, it's tough. I think she did the right things, at least from from, my, from the team perspective. Yes, even if she had the lowest score, it, the, the score would have been dropped. Yep. But still, I mean, it was silver still a great, great accomplishment for that team, even without their best. Their, their best athlete. So I think she made the right the right decisions. I think in gymnastics, even if you want to throw out the whole the goat 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 greatest of all time argument, it, she's still one of the most decorated Olympians yeah. ever. And I and I can't blame her. I think a lot of that, maybe a lot of the pressure, whether it's putting it on herself or the media putting it on her, is has got to be tough on her. I know. I think um, uh, my wife Amy was saying that it, it was. No wonder she wanted to pull out of the team event because they'd be focusing on another another person's event. But as soon as she stepped up to do her routine, the the they cut right to her. They cut right to her. So of course she's going to feel the pressure on it. So maybe it's a cautionary tale of how we market how we market the athletes in the Olympic years. Yeah, as well. I I mean she had so much pressure on her going into this. It wasn't even fair. So. Okay, Rich, um, favorite stories from this week, the first week of the Olympics? Oh, man, I, there were a couple, I think, that I had other than the, the but I'll go with, um, I don't remember the name, but a, in shotgun skeet shooting, an U.S. Army um, Reserve Lieutenant won a, won a gold medal for her efforts. So I think, I think she... Uh, military.com or even the black rifle coffee company highlighted her story and i think they said she was the first u.s service person to ever win a medal while actively serving in the military yeah that would be uh first lieutenant amber english by the way so um no that's totally awesome um the next one, we the next one for you, are you ready for, uh, speaking of Americans and gold medals, um, yeah, while you're looking that up, Mike, you had also had uh, the countries of Bermuda and the Philippines getting their first ever gold medals at this Olympic Games as well. Uh, yeah, I mean that was that was totally awesome. We, my wife and I actually ended up watching the uh, watching that happen. Um, it, like as we were sitting there, we watched it, watched them them uh, do it, and it was freaking awesome. 
Um, yeah, no, that was awesome. Uh, my favorite was watching Lydia Jacobs uh, become the first Alaskan to win a, a gold medal in swimming. Uh, you don't think of Alaska as a great hotbed of, of Olympic swimmers, and she came out and uh, showed the world why they should be. Uh, winning gold and medal, the, doing awesome. Yeah, then the the surfing competition from uh, Hawaii. Yeah, as well, getting the first gold medal in um, in surfing, and I think it was a 13 year old became the youngest to ever win a gold medal. Um, I think was was she from Japan for skateboarding? I think so. Yeah, yeah. Um, 13 years old, already at the top of her sport in terms of the Olympics. Yeah, um, there were other stories to look at. Um, to uh, you, oh, you wait, you mentioned that one. Sorry, I was thinking the the Philippines women, which, by the way, watching those um, those weightlifters, man, some of those disciplines. Um, so, Rich, you asked a question when we before we were on air. Do you want to ask it again, and, and and I can kind of explain it, how we have so many medals? Oh, yeah, yeah. How do we have so many medals, Mike? Because there's only 50 sports. Right. So each sport, let's take, we'll take swimming. Swimming's one that everybody knows. So swimming is, is categorized as one sport. But how many different events are there? Now, we look at that, and we're like, okay, that's, you know, that's a bit. But then we get into wrestling any of the disciplines in wrestling. We get into weightlifting, all of the weightlifting stuff. And each one of those has weight classes. So yes, we have our team sports that we only get one medal for in the men's and one medal for in the women's and one medal for, yeah, we get that. But in in wrestling, there are like 15 or 20 different weight classes. In jujitsu, in uh, in weightlifting, in all of those sports have different levels. Yes, we have sports like gymnastics where it's just, it doesn't matter whether you're six foot 10 and 200 pounds or whether you're four foot 11 with and 80 pounds, you compete in the same things. But even in gymnastics, we have the women's we have the men's and women's a team competition you have the overall competition which the overall competition is covered by uh is each event in it and then you have each event's individual competition mm-hmm. again with both men's and women's so it really does get get uh the numbers rack up real quick when you start adding all those up so, okay. Um, so there's still more Olympic coverage to watch. Uh, so make sure to uh, tune into that on the NBC Family of Networks or on Peacock. Yep. As you can see, a lot of the coverage, highlights, and live events, depending on what uh, subscription package that you have through those streaming services, as well as the NBC Sports app. Yep. Okay. Ah, oh, you ready for it, Rich? As ready as I'm going to be, Mike. Um, Let's go around the bases as we talk yeah. baseball. Okay, first, let's get the the initial stuff out of the way. 
Rich, how'd they do show to show, the Cubs? Ooh, I, I may have to look that up real quick here. I, I didn't fill it in on the outline before today. We're going on air today like they usually do. Um, there was a lot of losses, though. Okay, so... Uh, they lost Saturday, they won Sunday, they won Monday, they lost Tuesday. Did they win it all this week, Mike? Yeah, no, they I won don't. They won two games. Oh, okay. So far, at least. Because um, we're looking at the 24th. Uh, two, they, they won two games, and they lost... Oh. They lost five. They went two and five this week. Five wins, or right, two so wins, two and five. five losses. All right, so they are 50 and 55 overall, yep. 12 and a half back in the division right now. Yep. Um, and uh, Rich, this week they get, had to play the Nationals. They have the Rockies, mm -hmm. or two with the Nationals, three with the Rockies, and one versus the White Sox. What's your prediction? Oof. Based on how the team played last night with uh, with what's accounting to be the B, well, uh, Wilson Contreras and, and the leftovers, um, five. I'm going to give them two wins this week. Okay. Because they're facing the Rockies. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think. And the Nationals, who is also a depleted team. So I'll give them two wins. I think I'll give them three because they're playing two teams that aren't great, and then they're playing the White Sox, and that always, that's always slightly unpredictable. Okay, now we have to get into the part of the the part of the the world that we don't really want to, and that is trade deadline. All right, so Mike, only because I see you got the link up, I'll give the Cubs that were that are no longer on the team. Why don't you get the people that came into the organization oh, man. Um, over the weekend? So going out were Chris Bryant to the Giants, Andrew Chafin to the A's, Ryan Tapera and Craig Krimbrough going cross town to the White Sox, Javi Baez going to the Mets, Anthony Rizzo to the Yankees, and Jake Marisnik to the Padres. Yeah. Okay. Uh, did you say Trevor Williams to the Mets as well? Oh, yeah, Trevor Williams went to the Mets, too. He was a throw-in. Yeah. Okay. So. And who went, who can't, who's coming in, Mike? We are getting Nick Madrigal from the, this is from the White Sox, Cody Hero, uh, Bailey Horn, that's all from the White Sox. Uh, from the Giants, we got uh, outfielder Alexander Canaro. And right-handed uh, right pitcher Caleb Killian. That was for Bryant. We moved down a little bit. Uh, this one, I, man, I don't know about this one. Pete Crow Armstrong. All we got from the Mets. He is their number five prospect and a, re and a draft pick, their first-round draft pick last year. And we got some cash. And we got a little cash out. Um, Anthony Rizzo netted us Kevin Alcantara 
and Alexander Vivconio. Yeah. Um, and then uh, for Jake Mariznick, we have Anderson Espanzo. Espanzo? Espanzo, yeah. And Anderson Espinoza. And that looks like all that's on the article for all the people that we okay. traded. So yeah. Um, yeah, we also I think we got a we got an outfielder that's ticketed for AAA from Oakland and one other player in the Chafin deal. Yeah. And I don't remember I don't recall who we got in oh and we got um Ball Bunyan in, uh, from uh, Atlanta yeah. in the Jock Peterson trade. Yeah. Okay. So um apparently Jed Hoyer decided to uh, do the Band-Aid approach and just rip it right off. Yeah, he, he, he did. It seemed like it was a group decision, though. It wasn't. It wasn't the. It wasn't coming just from Jeb in the front office or the owner saying, "All right, it's time to go. Let's get something better than nothing." It does seem like uh, the managerial team of David Ross and his coaching staff were aware that they were going to make. They were going to go in this direction. So nobody was. I don't think anybody was blindsided from this, even the fans. But when you've had a continued run of success like you have since 2015 it's always a tough pill to swallow and see some of your favorite players get traded away like this okay first thing i want to do if you're sitting in your car listening and you're a cubs fan or if you're watching on tv on the on the youtube or uh here on es or on the uh, facebook uh maybe not live because you're not I, i don't see anybody watching live raise your hand if you expected them to lose most of these guys. Yeah. Okay, so that's number one. We all knew this was happening. But here's what I got to say. They weren't going to make, they weren't going to, they, they were going to make qualifying offers to all of these guys. But how many of these guys were going to accept anything that the Cubs were going to do anyway? Maybe we could have kept one or two of these guys. We could have gotten an offer large enough to get one or two of these guys. So we're, we're going to lose most of these guys at the end of the year anyway. So why not get something for it? Why not? That's number one. Number two, Rich, what shirt am I wearing right now? Um, It's a blue shirt, so I'm sure it's a Cubs shirt. It, Yeah, it's a Cubs so shirt. So Chicago right here has... 49 right here. It is a Jake Arietta shirt. But why am I wearing it? Cuz I'm still a Cubs fan. That flag is not going anywhere, folks. We've had some success. I would say we've had some of the best success we've had in 108 years. Let's be honest. We won a World Series. Woohoo. What have we done since? Out in the out in the NLCS. That's the best we've done since. But for the most part, we're out in the first round, the second round, maybe getting to the second round of the playoffs. What are these guys doing for us this year, Rich? What's our record say we are? We're a sub-500 team. Mm -hmm. You tell me, why are we keeping these guys? If they're not playing up to a potential that is going to get us somewhere this year, and we're going to lose them anyway? 
Why are we so worried about this? Yeah, it hurts. Rizzo has been the heart of this team. And his best friend, Bryant? The memes about those guys alone as teammates and as... Look at... Look at... I want to find somebody that looks at me the way Chris Bryant looks at Anthony Rizzo. Those guys love each other. I don't deny it. But they were too darn expensive for us. They're... They were going to be too darn expensive for us to keep. Yeah, I know that the Ricketts have all the money in the world. That's okay. But you got to make good business decisions. Baseball is a business. What do you learn when you watch Bull Durham, Rich? Baseball is a business. We can't, you can't make business decisions based on whether you like somebody or you don't. We were going to lose these guys anyway. Why not get something for them? Yeah, it all happened in in a day and a half. That kind of hurts. It's kind of shocking all at once. But isn't isn't it worth potentially getting some great guys in the long term than having these guys flounder and, you know, kind of suck the rest of this year? I'm not upset at this at all. And if you are, I'm sorry. You don't understand baseball. This is what we needed to do. Is it, is it a happy, good, good feeling decision? No. But you know what it is? It's the right decision. I'm not upset with it. Rich, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I'm really not that upset about it either. I didn't want to see... Rizzo, Rizzo leave the organization, but he's my favorite player. He's still going to be my favorite player, whether he's wearing pinstripes or whether he goes down and, I don't know, he plays, plays for the Cardinals. I'll, I'll still root for him, even if he signs with the he, with the hated Cardinals in the offseason. So, I mean, and, and the club fans saying, well, now you can't root for these guys. They're no longer on the team. No, you can still root for them, no matter what uniform they have on. And, I uh, mean, if anything, that means there's going to be some discounted merchandise in the club store. In the Cub stores, if that's what you want, you can pick up a cheap Anthony Bryant, Anthony Rizzo, or a Chris Bryant jersey, or a Javi Baez jersey, and there's nothing to say that the team won't re-sign them in the off season. Yep. Um, I mean, any, I mean anything. I mean, you were talking about it's better to get maybe three or four low-level minor league players from them instead of extending a qualifying offer and then getting a draft pick at the end of the first round. Yeah. Yeah, at least you have some perspective on on the guys that we're getting, even if they're first and second round, even if they're single A and double A guys. There's there's film, there's understanding of what they're doing. It's not that bad, folks. Okay, now, um, with these trades, um, any major hits. Anything that you think is a great overall hit for any of these guys? You know, Nick Parginell could be a good good piece for the Cubs to build around. We find if we get a second baseman. Yeah. And um, Cody Hare could be a good could be a good minor could be a good middle relief guy. That's what he was doing for the Sox this year. Marginell was their starting second baseman before he got hurt and 
had to get surgery that's yep. going to put him out for the rest of the year. So, I mean, those were the two minor guys that could easily help come up and help your team this year and next year. The rest, the rest, I mean, they could be down in the minors for a couple of years before you see good results. But sometimes, um, I, I think Jeb was talking about it to where but sometimes you got to have financial flexibility and you got to have prospect capital. Yeah. And before the trade deadline, you didn't have either. Yep. Now you do. Um, so we, Rich and I, uh, we, we do a show every week, but even beyond that, we, we discuss things off air regularly. Uh, we had good discussion this week about some things. Um, one of the things we said, we talked about, and you, you brought up a great question. Do we start spending some money this next year or do we wait for, uh, the Hayward to uh, the Hayward ticket to to be released, as it were. Yeah, I, I mean they're they're only going to have forty seven million dollars. Yeah, committed to payroll next year, so there, there's still a lot of money. I mean, so you could go in a couple of different directions. You could do what the Rays and the A's do, which is spend next to nothing and collect some revenue sharing checks, or you could spend some free agents. Yeah. But I think at this point, I, I'd rather wait until that Jason Hayward contract is off the books or at least defer a bunch of that, a, a large chunk of that contract to future years to where you're at least spreading those payments out even when he's long gone off of the team at this point before we go and investing in investing. Yeah, I'm, I'm a little torn on this one. Um we need to do something to keep him or to keep the, to keep the team relevant. But the other thing that we need, we all know those fan, those, those stands are going to be full no matter what. Mm-hmm. Like since it's the, just, do you want to hear more cheers or boos? since the early two thousands? Cause again, Rich and I both remember, and I, I remember going, I don't know. I, I don't remember mm-hmm. if you've been to games, but back in the nineties, I remember going to a game in 94, I want to say, where there were more empty seats than there were full seats in Wrigley. Like, so I remember going to those games. I mean, if you watch, like, if you watch Little Big League, uh, one of my favorites, Rich Sheard, kind of on the fence with it still, but if you watch Little Big League, is it Little Big League? No. Rookie of the Year. Sorry, Rookie of the Year. Rookie of the Year. Uh, with Henry Henry rolling on Rosenberger, Rukaaba. When you when that guy is out in the outfield, there's like twenty five guys out there with him. That wasn't that long ago, and it was actually an accurate portrayal of Wrigley at the time. That's not how Wrigley's going to be next year, even if we don't add anybody else. And it won't be for the next, I would say we have at least five more years of the Cubs don't have to do anything. Now, I will say Cubs fans have gotten used to this winning that we've been doing the last few years. So we're going to see, you'll start seeing them fall off uh, as we, if we continue to have losing seasons the next few years. But you're going to have 
capacity at least i say we have five years of we could have nothing else going on we we could do nothing and they still have full seats but after those five years we're kind of in a lot of trouble if we don't do something i think jed is doing his best we'll see what goes on uh rich were you ever did you ever get to go to games in the 90s yeah I don't remember them being sparsely crowded like like you're describing, but I mean I don't know if I don't think they they were sellouts either. Yeah, I mean it wasn't that long ago that we didn't have sellouts regularly, so. Um. What, uh, who are guys? Do you think they're going to go after any of the guys that they just traded? This off season. I think I could see Anthony Rizzo coming back. I mean, he, he has that relationship and want, likes playing for Ross. And I think that's the one guy that you could convince to take, not have to sign a contract where he's going to become the highest paid first baseman in the league. Whereas I think Baez or Bryant want, would want to be paid similarly to be the highest paid player at their, at their set positions. And they both, and right I mean, now, I think all three of them deserve to be. By the way, maybe not the way they've been playing this year, but overall, no. well, I don't know. I mean, you, you, there, there's some guys coming up that might could be ready in two years. Yeah, Brennan Davis, uh, Brennan Marquez. I mean, you're gonna have, you're gonna see some probably more talk, just like you did in the first couple of years with B. Webstein. You're gonna hear probably a lot of talk about what's going on down in the farm as you do of what the big league club is doing right now. Yeah. And I there's nothing wrong with that. I totally agree. Totally agree. Um, so let's get on to other winners and losers in. The... So I guess I got one more thing. So yeah. I guess, I mean, right now, I guess you're going to see a lot of getting, you're going to get to see a lot of guys to see if they're going to be potential extension candidates or if they're going to be the guys that they choose the non-tender like they did with uh, Kyle Schwarber this offseason. You get to see if Ian Happ is a building block or is he going to be non-tendered to let's see if somebody else can unlock that potential that he has. Yeah. You'll see if Nico Horner can stick as a shortstop or if he, he's going to have to, you're going to have to find a different position for him. And um, yeah, or if Patrick Wisdom was a one-hit wonder, or with more playing time, if he's going to get, if this swing is going to get exposed. Yeah. So it's not all bad things from this trade deadline. Nope. You get to see which guys are going to stick with you, and which guys do you need to let go, and see if another organization can unlock that potential. Yeah. Um. I so I will admit I'm slightly surprised we didn't keep one of the one or two of these guys. Um, mm -hmm. I think, especially Rizzo, I think he would have been one that we could have easily gotten at the end of the year. And so I think, um, I would not have been surprised if they, they tried to keep him this year and then, uh, and then next year or, and, and make him get him to resign. But he also seems like the type of guy that would be willing to come back and and just be a rental to the Yankees this year. That's that mm -hmm. would not surprise me either. Um, 
I don't know if we, like as much as I love Javi, I don't know that we could have afforded him. Let's be honest. Uh, I think he was the guy that I think they should have kept, tried to keep, but were they going to yeah, be able what, to to afford him? Yeah, what I was hearing about Javi is that his antics, his antics and his showmanship was starting to rub rub people the wrong way. Yeah, that's at least rub rub Ross the wrong way. That's been it's. There's been some contention between Ross and 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 Javi since uh, for a couple of weeks now. Um, Ross has called out Javi and said he shouldn't have done that on a few different issues. Uh, he's gotten mad at Javi for calling out his teammates to the no, press. That, that was Willie. That uh, was Contreras. Oh, that was Contreras. Yeah. Right. But I mean, just his base running, base yeah. running gaffo. Base for lack of base running or hustle on the base pass. Yeah, which pulled out. It, which has not been normal for him. This is this is one mm-hmm. of the things that I'm I'm had me concerned uh, going into the trade deadline. Why has he been playing this way with the with the Cubs so much? Like he's he's normally a genius on the base path. We saw him one of his greatest genius moves ever on the base path. Uh, the 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 heads up slash stupid play by was it the Padres? No, it was the Pirates. The Pirates. That's right. Um. So we know that he can be a genius, but he also does dumb stuff like hits a bloop du- or hits a double and walks off like he's the greatest player of all time. Just this week. Or 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 showing off flip walking walking like it's a home run when it when it, and it dies at the warning track and acting like it's a home run going into a home run trot. Yeah. Um so maybe we're he... trying to make a we're trying to make a routine play into a spectacular play. Right. I so he's been he's been having some issues. Hopefully uh, a change of scenery will do him good. I wish all the best for all of these guys. Mm-hmm. Um so Rich um Overall, who's the, who do you think is the biggest winner in the uh, in the trade deadline? Man, the biggest winner, I, I'd have to give it to the Los Angeles Dodgers. I yeah. They got you get Max Scherzer, yep. you get Trey Turner, and you kept Max Scherzer away from your division rival, the San Diego Padres. Yeah, you kind of stole it out from under me, but I would agree. Um, the Dodger, the Dodgers were so good last year. And they only got better at this. Like, they they didn't do a ton of moves in the offseason, but this trade deadline, they took over. And they became the best team in the league, not just the in the in the entire MLB, not just the uh, not just the National League. Um, yeah, but think about them in a three game series or even a four game series having to face Scherzer, Kershaw. Walker Buehler and Julio Urias. Yeah, yeah. I don't even have to worry about what happens with Trevor Bauer at this point. Yep, yep. They are. Wow, that's gonna be that's a team to to look out for. Um, you gotta look at the you gotta you gotta give a nod to the Mets. Um, looks like I mean they they've done quite a bit. Uh, putting Baez in there. Um, boost the team. Uh, they added Rich Hill, which 
yeah, he's 41, but he's still doing well enough that he, he deserves a good mention. And, and uh, so uh, don't they have Lindor as well? Yeah, Lindor. So Baez will play shortstop, and once Lindor gets off the DL, he'll probably slide over to second base. Talk about one of the greatest middle infields that we'll ever see. That combo there is going to be, man, you're not going to want to. You're not going to want to face those guys. Uh, yeah, think of uh, the New York Yankees. Oh yeah, I think we were kind of talking about it while we were eating dinner. Their lineup, two to their their beginning, their middle of the order: Joey Gallo, yep, Aaron Judge, yep, Anthony Rizzo, John Carlos Stanton. And then you got a guy like a catcher let's uh like Gary Sanchez hitting sixth. Yeah. That's a tough lineup to face. I mean yeah. they're they're banking on scoring more runs and hoping their pitching can prevent just prevent enough runs to get the game to their bullpen, but still that's a tough lineup to face. Yeah, I so the the Yankees again made a huge huge team. Um I think it. I, I'm looking at it, and I very much could see the Yankees and the Dodgers in the World Series this year. Yeah, I mean the Yankees still got a lot of ground to make up to make the playoffs, but they're they're doing everything that they need that they think they need to do. Yeah, to get it. I, I think I would have liked to have seen them get a pitcher. They got somebody from the Angels, but Andrew Heaney from the Angels, but not anybody that's gonna move the radar too much. Um, but everybody in that division did something. The Rays got Nelson Cruz, and uh, the Blue Jays got a pitcher, Jose Barrios. Yep. And and then uh, the Red Sox get Schwarber and um, a bullpen piece in Hector Norris. Yeah. How about how about this one? The best team in baseball right now. The Giants. How about them? I mean, they were already on on par to be I mean, they were the best they have the best record in the National League. And they added Chris Bryant. Man. He can, and and that that man can play anywhere. Tell me someplace he can't play. That's Okay. Um so so who are maybe some teams that Maybe, maybe not losers of the deadline, maybe just head-scratchers. Maybe they could have done just a little bit more. How about the Nationals? As a loser? Yeah. Okay, how so? Um, well, they traded away Scherzer, or, yeah, Scherzer, Lester, uh, Kyle Schwarber, just to name a few. Josh Harrison. And Trey Turner. And uh, Jan Gomes. Yeah, everybody not named Juan Soto and Strasburg, basically. They kept those two guys to build around, and Patrick Corbin's contract is too big. Yeah, so, yeah, that, uh, that. They were another team that got, they got gutted. That's, I think. I mean, you, got Wilson, you got Wilson Contreras in Chicago feeling like the, the last guy on the boat. Yep. And in Washington, it's Juan Soto. Yeah. Um, I think you can make the argument that, Jason Hayward still No, I can't. I can't. Yeah, nobody wants him in Chicago, but yeah. he's stuck there. Yeah. Um let's be honest, the Cubs are a losing team. I don't see that. I don't see them as losers though. 
I think they they had to make the moves. They had to do the moves that they had. They made the moves that they wanted to make. Yeah. And in the outline, we, we were looking. This is nine cups. Okay. Yep, well. that's true. Um, kind of like a team that I didn't get the moves that they made. Um, the Red Sox. I think Kyle Schwarber is a good player, good guy to add, but they they needed a first baseman. And yeah. Kyle Schwarber hasn't logged too many innings at first base. Nope. I mean, he, I don't, I don't he's been a catcher, and he's been a uh, he's been in a, in the outfield. So yeah, that's gonna be that's gonna be a they'll find, they'll, they'll find a way to use him. Yeah. And, um, and the Rockies. Oh yeah. They, they, I, I don't. I have no idea what Trevor Story is still doing on that team. Yeah, I don't. I don't get it. Um, how about uh, the Twins? Yeah. I they I thought they could have made some more moves. I was surprised that uh, Kenta Maeda didn't go anywhere. Josh yep. Donaldson didn't go somewhere. Um, I mean, for a team that was that that many thought could be could make it at least to the ALCS to be this bad this year and even worse. And now they're man, you got to just offload everybody at that point, don't you? Mm-hmm. Did, did you like what the White Sox did? Getting uh, Tapera and Krimbrill to show off the back in their bullpen. And yeah, I think those are good moves. I think that's all they did. Um, they, they, and they get Eloy Jimenez back. Yeah. Uh, it's hard for me to to be non-biased when it comes to the White Sox. I mean, I call them the White Sox. It's, yeah. not, it's not a misspeak. I, I say it that way for a reason. Uh, so it's hard for me to not be slightly biased, but yes, I think that uh, they made the moves that they needed to make. Um, it'd be good to see Craig Kid Grimble get get a deep playoff run, um, but I don't think he's going to go far enough. I think he's going to he, hitting anybody in the East is going to be rough mm-hmm. when it comes to playoff time. But um, for the most part, if that team has a lead going into the seventh inning. It's, they're going to be tough to beat. Yeah. Um, and they still have to play the Astros, which, as much as everybody hates the Astros, they're still a good team. Yeah. The A's, the A's didn't go. The A's made some good moves. The American League is going to be tough to win. It yeah. really is. Yeah, the American League is going to be the, – the one good news for uh, National League fans is that the American League is going to beat the crap out of each other in the playoffs. But that's about it. So, I it's yeah. Um, I, man. So, overall, uh, what do you see? What do you? Who's your? We're at the trade deadline. Mm-hmm. What's your prediction for the World Series? Well, I, I, it's kind of hard to pick against the Dodgers right now. I mean, I had them as my preseason, preseason World Series pick to win it all. But I honestly, I still don't know who's going to come out of the American League. It's just too tough. I put the Yankees there in the beginning of the preseason, in preseason. So I could see the Yankees doing it, but I, I still don't, I still don't like that pitching staff the Yankees. So I, I could honestly see anybody coming out of the World Series and wouldn't even surprise me if it's the White Sox at this point. Yeah. Um, 
We both. So, I so mean, I'll, so I'll say the White Sox are the Dodgers coming out of the American League. Wow, um, the Dodgers uh, are in the National. Sox, White Sox, White Sox are Yankees coming out of the American League. So we both had the same uh, prediction for the World Series matchup preseason. Mm-hmm. Do you still like that preseason or no? Your preseason yeah. prediction? Yeah, I, I still like it. Dodgers over like Yankees. It. Yeah. I, you know what? I I am very close to being on on board with yours, even though mine was the Yankees over the Dodgers. So I and, and I still feel very solid that that could and and will likely be the move to happen uh, this year. So. Yeah, I mean, there's there's going to be a lot of ex Cubs in the postseason this year. So, oh yeah. I mean, the old adage of well, who's going to root for in the post in the postseason? Well, which team has the most former Cubs? You're going to have a lot of teams to choose from this year. Yep. Yep. Um, so uh, my mom just jumped on and said, uh, "Hey guys, um, who can who can replace all of these great players? This their great talent. Nobody. Nope. But the problem is, we weren't going to keep them anyway. Not all of them. Um. So, Rich, we got three minutes." Till our proposed deadline for the show because we both have lots of other stuff to do today. Um, so, uh, Aaron Rodgers is back. Good, bad, ugly. Mm. Well, his demands were kind of interesting, but they make sense for with the type of situation that he's in, wanting to have his last year avoided without any restrictions being put on it. And... I guess wanting more, um, and he wanted Randall Cobb back. Yeah. So at least he has that guarantee that it, no matter how good or bad this season goes, he's not going to be in Green Bay next year. So he gets to be a free agent. Yep. And he, I guess, he gets his old buddy Randall Cobb back. Yeah. Um, and they can't, and they can't take away his signing bonus and prorate it or anything. Him coming back. Did that change what your prediction for the? Uh, I mean, we we didn't a- we haven't actually made we our prediction, but does it change what you thought your prediction was going to be heading into two weeks ago? Hmm. I did I mine. Thought that Aaron Rodgers would be back, so no, I don't. I I didn't think he was going to be back, um, and so I a hundred percent it changed a lot of what I was thinking. So I will. I'll go out there and say it now. Yeah. So, so what? What do you? What do you think of his press conference of basically throwing the organization under the bus, saying that, well, you know what? I, I offered to to be and I wanted to be involved with free with free agency. Get so, hey, I told him, hey, you want me to talk to this player or go out and recruit players? Never contacted me. He, I thought we should have kept guys like Charles Woodson, Julius Peppers, good locker room guys that good locker room and clubhouse guys and veteran veteran presence they didn't yeah i i mean we know that he's pissed off at the the league or at the team we've known that for some time now i i I just thought it was a little bit petty to go to have your free have your media availability and press conference before the preseason or camp after the first day of camp and just go under and just throw the team under the bus that much but you knew if anything you get it out of the way now and hopefully this doesn't rear the hopefully he doesn't 
do this once the official games start. You know, I he had been vocal for years about wanting to get out, right? Uh, for the last year and a half. He's talked about he's not been happy there. Maybe not get out, but at least get me some help. Yeah. And this year he had been 100% uh, upset with the team in general and was done. Like, he really was. Um, The fact that he he couldn't get them to let him go, uh, we all knew he he, he wasn't going to retire. I mean, honestly, we knew he wasn't going to retire. We just thought he would play hardball enough to get out in general. So, uh, I just, yeah, I'm slightly surprised, but you know, I think, I I think, I I think he may have had a better chance of getting out if he hadn't waited until the day before the draft to say, you know what? I may not report. I, I want out. Trade me. If he had made these sediments right when the official league year started, he may have had a better chance because a lot of there weren't too many teams um, that had an open spot that he would want to play for because they had filled all their quarterback rooms. Yeah. Guys like the Broncos, they they, they had a draft with the guy from last year and they brought in Teddy Two Gloves yep. in Bridgewater. I think the biggest so problem is that, a spot open. that yeah, there I wasn't any know. place for him to go. So, um, okay, folks, with that being said, we hit our hour mark. Uh, we're going to actually get going here because Danielle and I are driving to Des Moines and you are on a family vacation. Thank you for joining us, uh, even in Galena. Uh, tell the family we appreciate you letting them be here and, and be a part of this. Uh, Rich, any shout outs before we go off air? Um, no, I actually don't have any shout outs. So next week we, we may or may not get into the NFL's COVID policies as, um, players kind of have mixed emotions on how they feel about these new policies. And, uh, probably for next, next week for leftovers, we'll, uh, we'll go into the NASCAR corner and take a look at the fantasy playoffs before the season resumes after the, maybe the Olympic break. Rich, I don't think you said that right. I think you meant the NASCAR Corner presented by Triple I Sports oh, Cards Incorporated. Sorry. Moline, Illinois. Check them out for all your 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 sports memorabilia needs online, around the world online, or in Moline in person. Check them out. They've been apparently super busy. Hopefully, uh, l- let them know that we sent you. We, we got no skin in the game other than good friends of the show. So, um Okay. Yeah, if you make an eBay purchase, uh, tell them Mike and Rich directed. Tell them Mike and Rich sent you. Yep. Um, so, Rich, with that being said, we do have, again, we, we made the comment on it, but I'll make it again. Uh, my mother, Sue Hart, gave a gets a uh, comment shout-out for participating in the show. Thank you for participating. We love participation. We want to hear from you guys more often. Um, and uh, with that being said, Rich, people are watching us. But they just want to put us in on in the car. What should they do? You know, you can look for our podcast wherever you find all of your other podcasts. Um, out in podcast land, like on Apple, Spotify, or on Anchor FM, to name a few. If you are listening to us and you want to check out our pretty faces or participate and get your own comment shout out, you should find us at facebook.com slash ballsandsticks. If you want to participate in our poll questions, check us out 
check out our fan page at Fans of Balls and Six. Uh, and finally, check us out on YouTube. Like, subscribe, hit all the bells so you don't miss another episode. Thanks a lot, folks. God bless you. Rich, what's it time to do? It's time to roll the outro. Broadcasting live from somewhere in Iowa, this is Balls and Sticks, the podcast with your hosts, Mike and Rich.